You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, in today's video, what I want to do is I want to talk to you about generosity. Generosity and how we as followers of Jesus are to be specifically generous with our finances. Now, I know talking about money is always a touchy issue because Jesus says where your treasure is, your heart is is also. And so uh, it can be a touchy issue for a lot of people because it shows the idols of our hearts of where we spend our money, where uh, our time and what we actually value. But this is actually why we have to talk about these issues, to have a biblical uh, mind frame of what the Bible says about finances. Jesus actually, in fact, talked a lot about money uh, because he knew that this would be a great temptation for us. It's something that we necessarily need, but we also make need to make sure we don't uh, have it wrapped around our heart and be idolatry and something that we trust. In fact, Jesus said, you can't serve God and money or mammon, this idol of money. Uh, you can only serve one or the other. And of course, Jesus wants us to serve him, uh, the one and true only God. And so we need to wrap our minds around us, around this subject, talk about it openly and think through the implications of what it means to live a generous life and to love God with everything that we have, including our finances. And so we should be trusting in him, not in our riches, being generous. And uh, the Bible says that this is a good foundation for our life, a good foundation. The passage I want to look at is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. 17 through 19, it says, as for the rich in this present age, meaning those that have access or income, uh, that would be a lot of us today in compared to third world countries and different things like that. Uh, as for the rich in this present age, charge them uh, not to be haughty or proudful, nor to set their hopes in the uncertainty of riches, but on God. Remember, Riches, they come and go, but God is, stays forever. Uh, many people put their hope and their trust in riches, but they're uncertain. But we can certain, we can put our hope in God and we can be certain about that. He'll come through. Who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Money isn't bad, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, he gives us things to enjoy, grace and finances, but we're not to trust in them, to love them, to serve them. No, they're to serve us and the things that God's called us to do. So the text says they are to do good, these people that have income, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life, truly life. You know, the older and maybe more wiser I get, uh, I realize that what's truly important isn't the stuff that I get for Christmas, right? But it's the people that I'm with, the relationships I have. It's love. Uh, it's not about the newest iPhone. It's about the relationship, the love, the things that truly matter. You know, this week right now, as I'm recording, it's the week right after Christmas, but it's before the new year. There's It's a slower, somewhat of a slower week for a lot of us with work and scheduling and family holidays. And there's just a lot going on. And you know what? This is good. It's good to be uh, have our rituals be broken up. And to be reminded of what's truly important, relationships with God, with others. It's the greatest command. We could sum up the law in this, to love God, to love others. And as we just gave a whole bunch of gifts to people, uh, we expressed our love to them. And I hope that your heart is full with joy as you gave and expressed your love. You know, I was talking to Laura and she said, I just love being able to give gifts to people, to give gifts to our kids, to give gifts to you. Why? It's because it's special. We get to express our love to people. 
and in doing so, it actually fills our heart with joy. Listen to what Proverbs says about generosity and funds and giving and being generous. Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will also themselves be refreshed. We, we don't give to get, but when we do give and we give a generous, generous life, man, and express our love in this way, it truly fills our hearts up with joy. And this is why Paul said, Jesus, hey, he said it's better to give than to receive. What an incredible thing to be able to give finances and to worship the Lord with uh, coins, paper, um, <laughs> digital currency. I mean, this stuff that we sort of put in a worldly standard, this is what's valuable and this is what's not. God says those things we can actually place uh, and give unto worship and express love love through these type of things. God wants us to be a general, uh, generous people um, who store up treasures in heaven that we can have certainty and enjoy the things he's given us, um, but we can have certainty in the stuff that we have. Uh, God wants us not to be selfish with our finances and spend them all on us, but to meet people's needs here on this earth. And he says in heaven, we'll store up treasures in there. Stuff where moth and rust can't destroy. And we do this and we feel so loving and full and joyous, I think, when we give is because when we give, we are actually uh, following the pathway of God. Because God, our God, is a generous God. You see, um, we can love others and trust God as we give generously, being uh, rich in good works. Uh, the Bible says, this text says, it's a good foundation. It's truly life. Because this is the pathway of God. This is who God is. And when we walk in the path of God and in the image that we were made in to be like image bearers of God, uh, it feels good to our soul. It, it refreshes us. It's, it's something that's good for us. You know, this is why we celebrate Christmas. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave Jesus to come down from heaven to earth to live a perfect life you couldn't live, to be born a baby and then, then be tempted in all ways but yet sinless and die for our sin. In fact, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 says that Jesus, who was rich, yet for our sake became poor. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus gave no greater love than this, that one gave, gives his life for another. When we give, we're actually walking the path of God in the way of love. It's sacrifice. It's good. This is what Christmas is all about and should be teaching us. That it's better to give than to receive. And when we receive the grace of God from, from the Lord, we are born again, spiritually alive, adopted into the family of God. And we want to walk in the ways of God, filled with the Spirit and directed in His ways. And God will naturally direct our hearts to be a generous people. So we, even as a culture, we give gifts to express this holiday. And it's awesome and it's fun, but don't miss it. It's a biblical thing to give, to serve, to love. And so giving offerings, specifically financial contributions, is, is really something that we should be doing as worship unto the Lord, to give back to the things he's given us, to respond to his love. And let me just say, our response is significant and important. It, it makes a big difference. You know, I, I think about this week too, I'm, on my social media scroll, all these churches are thanking people for their in-year in -year giving. And this is something significant to churches, to nonprofits, uh, maybe even Giving Tuesday that just happened. Uh, these 
contributions to these ministries actually make a huge difference to bless people's life and to further the mission. I know for me as a pastor at Redemption Church, I've been personally blessed. We've had a situation where it wasn't in our budget, but our soundboard um, just totally channels keep on going bad and it blew up, man. And so I've been telling people at our church, hey, with all of the year-end giving that we're going to receive, we're going to buy a new soundboard. It's going to cost a few thousand dollars. It's a lot of money for us, but we didn't budget it. And people have been responding. Some people have been giving larger donations, smaller donations, but they're giving from their heart. And it's so encouraging to see that because of their generosity, we're actually going to have a sound quality and improvement where we get together and we sing worship and praise the Lord. It's going to make a difference. See, don't, don't get it confused. Our giving, our faith, our worship does make a difference. And when we give and have a generous heart, it makes a difference in people's lives. And this is so important. People don't want to talk about money like it's not that important. Well, it's, maybe it's not important to you if you're a millionaire, but if you're worrying about your next meal, John would say, hey, how can you uh, preach the gospel to someone when they're starving? Why don't you give them some bread, man? That's, of course, a paraphrase. Read First John chapter 3 uh, for the full contextual verse. Uh, but the reality is, is the Bible says that we're to do both. We're to uh, share not only words of life, but give uh, really words and resources and to help the poor and to be, to do justice and to be a generous people that contribute. And it's super important that we're able to do this and a blessing that we're able to do this in this way. And so, man, because of people's offerings, we're continuing to advance the mission and the ministry of Redemption Church. Uh, this is significant and your offerings is significant, whether it be to your local church, to Redemption Church in Delray Beach, to, to EE Leaders Ministry, like whatever ministry you choose to give, it does matter. And I want to remind you that consistency in this year in giving is just as important as intensity. Consistency is just as important as intensity. I know that it's in your giving and everyone's asking for the last pitch before the tax write-off. And that's an intense thing, like give a donation, but it's not just a one-time thing for Christians. We don't just give a one-time in-year giving to express our love for the Lord. No, week after week, day after day, month after month, like moment by moment, we're walking with God and consistency matters. Consistency matters. You know, we continually receive funds from God, income, and we want to give that back to God as worship. And this is what I love about uh, ties and offerings, because it's not just about a one-time thing of being generous. It's about a lifestyle uh, that we often say at Redemption Church that we worship with our ties and our offerings. Now, if you don't know what a tithe is, tithe is just the Hebrew word for a tenth. It's it's you take a tenth of your income and you give it back to the Lord and to worship. So if you receive a thousand dollars a week, uh, you're going to tithe a 10% of that, uh, which is a hundred dollars uh, if you get $1,000 a week, you get $100 and you give that back unto the Lord, to your local church, the storehouse that's feeding you. And Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 actually says that we honor God with the first fruits of our income to give back to him, to trust him over money. And it's a system, a systematic way that we continually do this, not just in a, a one-time offering, but over and over and over again saying, Lord, you're the Lord of my life. You're the Lord of my life. You're the Lord of my life. It's a beautiful thing of worship, and we're told as followers of Jesus to give tithes and offerings to our local church as worship unto the Lord, and this is an act of worship. Now, I know a lot of people, they argue with this, Christians especially, they say, well, that was an Old Testament thing. It's part of the law, but I disagree. I believe that Christians 
should be generous and tithe and contribute offerings. You see, tithing in the Bible was even before the law in Genesis where uh, before the Exodus, where we received the law, where we just studied for a whole year in Redemption Church, uh, there was a guy named Abraham, the father of faith, and he tied to Melchizedek in Genesis chapter 14. And the text says that it was to show his appreciation to honor God and who what he was doing. God gave him this victory, this battle. So he received all this loot, this booty, this, this prophet. And he recognized God gave this to him. So he tied it back to God through the high priest Melchizedek. And this is an important process and lesson for us to learn for our souls to remind us that as we receive income, uh, treasure, booty, right? Uh, God gives us the ability to work, the ability to think and consistently giving that back to um those that minister the word of God to us, those that contribute to us, the, our local church, uh, the ones that are feeding us, the storehouse, or Malachi 3 would say, um, to recognize God in our finances every time that we receive finances is so important because we are human. We do get tempted when we want to trust money. But God says, give the first fruit, give him the first 10%, not the last 10, the first 10%, and he'll actually bless the 90% and meet every need that you have knowing that he is God and it will actually cause you to have less of a grip on the idol of money or mammon. Now, some say that we aren't under the law anymore, so we don't need to tithe. And I would say, well, I do agree with that. I disagree and I do agree. I actually agree with that because now it's not a rule for us. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's worship. It's responding back. We don't tithe because we have to, uh, we tithe because we get to, we get to worship God. The Bible says that now we're under this, uh, law of grace or this covenant of grace, not under the law. And the Bible says that we should actually not just tithe, but we should be giving more than a 10th of our income. Everything belongs to the Lord. And we should be praying and processing and growing in our generosity. A couple of chapters for this. I'm not going to go into them because we're in this text, but second Corinthians chapter eight and nine talk a lot about that. And it actually teaches us that we should be responding to grace so much more than the law. You see people, I think sometimes they say, well, I don't want to tithe because I just want to pray about it and just see like whatever I want to give. No, we should be giving a starting point of 10%. And I think we should even be growing and giving more than 10%. Uh, Jesus affirms tithing in the New Testament. I don't know if you knew this, but in Luke chapter 1142, he actually tells us to continue the tithe. He says, but woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done, speaking of tithing, without neglecting the other. It's not one or the other. Well, let's just serve and, and not give God money. Well, let's just give God money and not serve and not give him our life. No, we should be doing all of this for the glory of God uh, to make sure that we are loving him, worshiping him, and actually not neglecting tithing and giving uh, because we're calling it grace. No, now that we're under grace, we should respond to this grace. We should walk in accordance to the goodwill of God. Second uh, Corinthians eight, seven says that we should be growing in our generosity, just as we should be growing in our faith and in our purity and our speech and knowledge. And even in our love, it says, you see, we can love God through our ties and our offerings. And he uses this giving uh, to show us that he is true life. 
That's what the text says. Build up a good foundation. This is a good thing. Generous works, doing, giving, contributing. It's a good foundation. It is true life. Loving God and others, not just stuff, not just money. Don't let it grip your heart. Don't let it cause you to be tempted and thinking that it is God. Uh, God is, is Jesus. He loves you. He gave you everything that you need. And the peace says, seek him first and all these things will be added unto you. He'll meet your everyday need. You can trust him as you love people. And as you give finances and as you tithe and as you give offerings, man. And I love that tithes and offerings. Isn't just a set amount. It's not just for the rich people or uh, cause you, cause that, that goes in my mind. Well, I'm not rich. Well, we all are sort of rich in a way, right? How do you define riches? Not just money. You may not have a lot of money, but even the little, you can actually honor God. I love that about Jesus. He commended the woman who only gave two mites or two pennies because it was a sacrifice unto the Lord. It's not about uh, giving a million dollars a year. No, it's about just being consistent, being uh, loving, being recognizing Jesus. And as you receive money to give it back to him, um, Unto worship. And so I just want to encourage you in this sort of season of generosity, you're in giving and Christmas and grace, man, are you thinking about worshiping God through your finances? Do you even have a, a sort of a, an idea of man, a commitment? I'm going to tithe this year. I'm going to give above and beyond the percentage or this amount of money or to this missionary or this church or this ministry. Like, what does it look like for you to be generous? And that that's going to look different for all of us because we have all different incomes, but we all need to walk in the path of God and be generous people just as God has been generous to us and be able to love people. And we can do this through our finances. It's incredible. And so with a year in giving with Christmas season, yes, be generous, but throughout the year, be generous. Second Corinthians nine, seven says this each month, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. Listen, pray, ask God in this season for you not to be haughty or proud or trusting in money or your riches, but to increase in your generosity and ask him to give you the wisdom and the love to give back to him what he's given you. What a blessing it is to be a generous people. It truly is a foundation, a good foundation for our lives. And so may you be refreshed as you refresh others, uh, especially those that have contributed to Redemption Church in this ministry. Man, we are so grateful and thankful for your contributions, for your giving. Uh, because of that, we've been able to do ministry and expand our ministry and do our mission as God has called us to pursue and proclaim Jesus together. And we're just so grateful. And I'm just thinking about uh, this time and this season, about all the generosity, all the things going for Rather than making a pitch, I just want to tell you, it's not about a pitch. It's about a principle. It's about a lifestyle. Man, God loves a cheerful giver. Continue to give unto him and to the Lord. He sees that it's not about a number. It's about your heart. And so be a lover of God with your finances, with your life, with your time, with your energy, with everything you do, and he will honor you. God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you in the next video.